재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Some years ago I started calling myself Ginger Peter Sherlock Rosemary Emmanuel The Archbishop of Canterbury You may know me better as The Real Slim Shady Rumoured to be the new signing for Westminster and the Thames. And I just love to ride horses. But only if the Banjo Union Bolt has been corrected. First chapter. It is time again for first chapter. This week's story in celebration of upcoming Children's Day is the first volume of the beloved series by Beatrix Potter, The Tale of Peter Rabbit. Potter's Peter Rabbit was published in 1902 by Friedrich Warren and Company. And in 2012, the publisher commissioned the talented actress and screenwriter of Sense and Sensibility, Emma Thompson, to write The Further Tale of Peter Rabbit. The book was released in September 2012, and she has written two more since. I'm very proud to say that I have read all three, and they're all delightful. I know I say this about all the books that we introduce on First Chapter, but I really do highly recommend Emma Thompson's Peter Rabbit. Here's a clip of Emma Thompson reading The Further Tale of Peter Rabbit. Peter Rabbit was in low spirits. It had been a rainy summer, his blue coat had been torn by briars, and his shoes were hurting. What I need, he said, is a change of scene. Benjamin Bunny advised against it. Too many carts on the road, he said, too many owls and too many foxes. Discouraged, Peter squeezed under the gate into Mr. McGregor's garden, intending to steal a lettuce. What should he find by the greenhouse but an interesting basket smelling of onions? He opened it and climbed in. Inside, wrapped in brown paper, were some excellent sandwiches of cheese and pickle. He ate them all. It was cosy in the basket, so he fell asleep. When he woke up, the basket was joggling. Fearfully, Peter lifted the lid and peeked out. The basket was in a cart, and the cart was on the open road. Badly frightened and with no idea of what to do, Peter shot under the neatly folded blanket on the bottom. The joggling went on for a very, very, very long time. That was The Further Tale of Peter Rabbit, read by the amazing Emma Thompson. Today, I'll be reading from the original tale of Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter. Potter was born in London in 1866 and was a respected children's book writer and a mycologist 
which is the technical term for a fungi scientist. Her parents encouraged her voracious interest in the natural sciences, including botany and entomology, and she went on to produce scientific illustrations of fungi. Her talents transferred when Potter and her brother started making Christmas cards to make money in the 1890s. Mice and rabbits were regular fixtures on these cards and later became inspirations for Peter Rabbit. The Tale of Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter Once upon a time, there were four little rabbits, and their names were Flopsy, Mopsy, Cottontail, and Peter. They lived with their mother in a sandbank underneath the root of a very big fir tree. Now, my dears, said old Mrs. Rabbit one morning, you may go into the fields or down the lane, but don't go into Mr. McGregor's garden. Your father had an accident there. He was put in a pie by Mrs. McGregor. Now run along and don't get into mischief. I'm going out. Then old Mrs. Rabbit took a basket and her umbrella and went through the wood to the baker's. She bought a loaf of brown bread and five currant buns. Flopsy, Mopsy, and Cottontail, who were good little bunnies, went down the lane to gather blackberries. But Peter, who was very naughty, ran straight away to Mr. McGregor's garden and squeezed under the gate. First, he ate some lettuces and some French beans, and then he ate some radishes. And then, feeling rather sick, he went to look for some parsley. But round the end of a cucumber frame, whom should he meet but Mr. McGregor? Mr. McGregor was on his hands and knees planting out young cabbages, but he jumped up and ran after Peter, waving a rake and calling out, Stop, thief! Peter was most dreadfully frightened. He rushed all over the garden, for he had forgotten the way back to the gate. He lost one of his shoes among the cabbages and the other shoe amongst the potatoes. After losing them, he ran on four legs and went faster, so that I think he might have got away altogether if he had not unfortunately run into a gooseberry net and got caught by the large buttons on his jacket. It was a blue jacket with brass buttons, quite new. Peter gave himself up for lost and shed big tears, but his sobs were overheard by some friendly sparrows who flew to him in great excitement and implored him to exert himself. Mr. McGregor came up with a sieve, which he intended to pop upon the top of Peter, but Peter wriggled out just in time, leaving his jacket behind and rushed into the tool shed and jumped into a can. It would have been a beautiful thing to hide in if it had not had so much water in it. Mr. McGregor was quite sure that Peter was somewhere in the tool shed, perhaps hidden underneath a flower pot. He began to turn them over carefully, looking under each. 
Presently, Peter sneezed. Kachoo! Mr. McGregor was after him in no time and tried to put his foot upon Peter, who jumped out of a window, upsetting three plants. The window was too small for Mr. McGregor, and he was tired of running after Peter. He went back to his work. Peter sat down to rest. He was out of breath and trembling with fright, and he had not the least idea which way to go. Also, he was very damp with sitting in that can. After a time, he began to wander about, going lippity, lippity, not very fast, and looking all around. He found a door in a wall, but it was locked, and there was no room for a fat little rabbit to squeeze underneath. An old mouse was running in and out over the stone doorstep, carrying peas and beans to her family in the wood. Peter asked her the way to the gate, but she had such a large pea in her mouth that she could not answer. She only shook her head at him. Peter began to cry. Then he tried to find his way straight across the garden, but he became more and more puzzled. Presently, he came to a pond where Mr. McGregor filled his water cans. A white cat was staring at some goldfish. She sat very, very still. But now and then, the tip of her tail twitched as if it were alive. Peter thought it best to go away without speaking to her. He had heard about cats from his cousin, little Benjamin Bunny. He went back towards the tool shed, but suddenly, quite close to him, he heard the noise of a hoe. Scritch, scratch, scratch, scratch. Peter scuttered underneath the bushes. But presently, as nothing happened, he came out and climbed upon a wheelbarrow and peeped over. The first thing he saw was Mr. McGregor hoeing onions. His back was turned towards Peter, and beyond him was the gate. Peter got down very quietly off the wheelbarrow and started running as fast as he could go along a straight walk behind some blackcurrant bushes. Mr. McGregor caught sight of him at the corner, but Peter did not care. He slipped underneath the gate and was safe at last in the wood outside the garden. Mr. McGregor hung up the little jacket and the shoes for a scarecrow to frighten the blackbirds. Peter never stopped running or looked behind him till he got home to the big fir tree. He was so tired that he flopped down upon the nice soft sand on the floor of the rabbit hole and shut his eyes. His mother was busy cooking. She wondered what he had done with his clothes. It was the second little jacket and pair of shoes that Peter had lost in a fortnight. I am sorry to say that Peter was not very well during the evening. 
His mother put him to bed and made some chamomile tea, and she gave a dose of it to Peter. One tablespoonful to be taken at bedtime. But Flopsy, Mopsy, and Cottontail had bread and milk and blackberries for supper. The end. Tracks we played in between were Pomul or Treasure by Chajango Tan Pungyong, followed by Chungi Biengi or Paper Airplane by Delhi Spice. Today's book was The Tale of Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter. It is time for this week's quote, which comes from the writer of the beloved Moomin series, Tove Jansson. One has to discover everything for oneself and get over it all alone. Once again, that was from Tove Jansson. We have arrived at the end of our show. To learn more about next week's topic, please visit our website. I'm Jamie Chang. Have a wonderful week. Happy Children's Day to all our young listeners. And I'll be back next Sunday at 10 a.m. with another brand new installation of The Bookend. Taking us out is I Love You by Pei Zhang-un.